Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Ojoji with you on a Thursday. ton of football to get to, including a big Thursday night football game between the Seahawks and the Niners. We'll hit that. But right now, let's keep the college basketball conversation going. Jim Root of Three Man Weave, College Hoops, content for the Field of 68, the Action Network. He's with us right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line to talk about all things college hoops, including that game last night, the Phoenix at Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Jim, let's start with a big one last night. I had it on UCLA, Maryland. I was looking forward to it, and then that game was over, felt like within 10 minutes. Uh, what did you take away? Was that more for you about UCLA and how good they were, or maybe some of Maryland coming back to earth after a great early start to this season? I think there's a little of both for sure. UCLA was in this weird spot of, like, everybody kind of knows they're good. Everybody's ranking them top 10, but they didn't have a big win yet. So maybe there was some desperation to it. Like, hey, we're kind of running out of chances to get this. Uh, they play Kentucky on Saturday, so they've got another big one coming up. But it was pretty important for them to actually kind of make a statement, show that, all right, this team that has the talent that everybody's kind of, you know, into and, and, and makes sense as a top 10 team, they legitimized that last night with their play. Just total steamrolling of Maryland, who on the other hand, yeah, they had a strong start. Looked great under Kevin Willard. I know the fan base got really excited. Look at SVP getting in the house last night. But unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is some leveling off uh, at this point. And they played so many tough games in a row. A lot of physical games. I think maybe that caught up with them a little bit. They're ready for their Christmas break. And I'm not going to punish them too much for that. I think it's just like, wow, yeah, UCLA is, is really, truly legit at the top, in the top ten. Uh, Jim, before we dive into these awesome matchups uh, this weekend, wanted to uh, to zoom out a little bit with some big picture stuff. Uh, one of the leads for me early on has been the number of squads that you could have gotten this summer at sixty six to one, and all of a sudden they're on, they're in that conversation as could they be one of the best teams in the country? So we saw uh, perfect UConn, 
and them get down to 11 to 1. Purdue, 16 to 1. Bama's down to 25. Um, of those teams, or maybe somebody else jumps out, which one are you believing in the most? And do any stand out? And like, yeah, I, I'm not completely sold yet. I definitely believe in UConn. Um, it, it, maybe there's even a hair of value on them. I don't know. It, it probably you probably will find a, a price, a better price later in the season. But like, they have been every bit the number one team to me. Watching them analytics wise, everything just kind of agrees with that notion. Uh, their freshman big man Donovan Klingon, he's getting some Zach Eady comparisons, and I think rather fairly. He's 7'2", 260 pounds. He was the uh, MVP of their tournament out in Portland, despite coming off the bench behind an All-American candidate in Sonogo. They've got so many different guards that like, if one of them or two of them don't have it on a certain night, they can just rotate in the guys that are playing better. I've been super impressed with UConn. Uh, if you're looking for the best value of that group, I think it's still Alabama. I mean, nobody yeah. goes and wins at Houston. That ad is really impressive. They're pretty young still. They're playing four freshmen regularly in their rotation. But they still got some guys out. Dom Welch, the St. Bonaventure transfer, hasn't played yet. Amari Burnett just kind of had a wrist issue. I think he's out six to eight weeks. But this team is not skipped to beat. They've got another big one against Gonzaga Saturday. Everybody plays a big game Saturday. That's, that's going to be a repeated theme here. Uh, but I think Alabama is, is right up there with – top five seven ish teams in the country right now all right we'll get to this saturday slide because it is awesome but but need to get your thoughts on texas and how much you downgrade them with what happened with chris beard obviously a terrible situation but he's out right so that their coach is out and you know I, I think about what the celtics are doing in the nba the nba then you can remove the coach the players run the show they win they lose college is different how much of a downgrade do you give texas with the coaching shift uh, definitely gave them an immediate sum. Uh, you know, that game against Rice was it, it, the most distracted you can imagine a team being like it, two hours before that, their coach was walking out of a, a county jail. Long term, I, I also have some questions. Rodney Terry, the interim coach who took over, he had been at Fresno State and UTEP before this, and his teams were always you know, feisty defensively, but really frustrating on offense. Some of the X and O stuff, it, it felt like was a little bit lagging behind. And so now he's got a lot more talent, but I, I think Beard was a big edge to get this team, you know, on the level of Baylor and Kansas. I dropped them definitely mm -hmm. below those two in the Big 12 now, uh, and I could see them getting in the mix with with a TCU or West Virginia, both of whom have played really well recently. I, I don't think Texas is quite in that elite national crop anymore. They're more where they were last year, where they landed about a six seed, got one win in the NCAA tournament. I, I think that's probably where they settle again now. Yeah, cer certainly fair. Uh, don't have the numbers yet as far as the odds, but let's let's uh, dive into these matchups. And you got to start with uh, Virginia going up against Houston. Uh, what sort of uh, line are you expecting, and uh, how do you view the matchup? Yeah, I mean, preseason, Virginia was barely in the top 25. Like, they're kind of a fringe team. Houston was number one for a lot of people, myself included. So I would have thought, okay, Houston may be a four or five point favorite on the road. But man, evidence of what we've seen in Virginia is really impressive. There's a chance, and, and Ken Palm would agree with it, that Virginia opens like a slight favorite here. And I would be happy to get yeah. Houston as an underdog. I think they're going to be a little ticked about their last performance in a big game, them blowing that lead against Alabama at home. This is a team where you know, styles make fights. Like Both are going to want to play really slow in the half court, so it's going to be about the physical execution. Can you get a good shot against a set defense? 
And while Virginia's shooting has been really impressive so far, uh, I kind of trust Houston's offensive rebounding and their defensive intensity, the way they close out, just a little bit more than Virginia right now. So I'm hoping to see Houston as a dog, and I'll probably step in there. How about the late game Saturday night? Tennessee at Arizona, a pair of top 10 teams. Uh, look, both really good programs that, are, you know, especially at Tennessee after what they were last year, coming back in it up and being in the top 10. What, what do you see with this matchup here, Tennessee, Arizona? It's going to be a, a big war in the paint. Uh, both front lines are, are strong, huge, relatively old. Uh, Arizona's has been terrific. The Umar Ballo, Azulis, Tubelis combination, they basically like both give you 20 and 10 every night. That's, that's really tough to contend with as an opponent. Uh, but Tennessee's got the bodies. Euros Plavsic, the big, the, the big. I think he's a fifth-year senior. Uh, they've got Olivier Kamwa. Julian Phillips, the freshman's given them a lot. I do, uh, the, the fr- uh, sophomore. They're really talented. They're big. This is going to be a, a battle, but it's going to be more up-tempo than that Houston-Virginia one. Arizona likes to dictate the pace, get up and down. Uh, Arizona did lose at Tennessee last year. Maybe that's on the mind of some of the returners and, and want to – you know, get a little bit of revenge for that late loss in the final minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I would lean towards Arizona. This one's going to depend on the number for me. Uh, Tennessee, very highly rated in a lot of analytical sites. So perhaps the, the line tilts more towards them uh, than I would have it, and, and I'll be able to step in on the Wildcats there. You like Bama. Uh, what, what, what about this matchup going up against uh, Gonzaga? A few losses already on the year. Yeah, this kind of surprisingly, based on the the ages of these teams and the continuity compared to last year, Alabama just yeah. feels more fully formed. They more feel like what they're gonna be and, and who they set out to be at the start of the season. Gonzaga's still searching a little bit. They, we know they've got Drew Timmy as the established force inside, but their young guards Hickman and Salas are still kind of finding their role. The same with the transfers Efton Reed and Malachi Smith. They're sort of still getting. S- figured out and that that concerns me against the Bama team that has been monstrous defensively especially in the paint uh, Betty Ako the sophomore Clowney the freshman they're both 6'10 seven footers that can give Timmy a lot of problems I think one-on-one and if he can't totally dominate his matchup then you start to really wonder where it comes from for Gonzaga they're going to need a lot of shot making from their other guys Granted, there might be some revenge here, too. I mentioned it with Arizona-Tennessee. These two played in Seattle last year. Alabama got them on that semi-neutral floor. I, I just think Alabama's well-equipped to guard what Gonzaga wants to do. They can, they're comfortable playing that up-tempo pace, and they're more athletic and more solved at this point or more fully formed. So, again, leaning towards the tide, I've just been super impressed with them so far this season. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Jim, we're about, you know, we're, we're not early in the season anymore, but we're still kind of close to the beginning, you know, nine, between 9 and 11 games, most teams. What kind of sample do you like to have to really feel like you know what you're seeing with a team, right? Nine to 11 games, a lot of these teams, are we there yet? Are we close to there yet? Give, give me your thoughts on early season performance versus that's still a short sample in what is a small, you know, a short season. It's college basketball. How, how do you view that? Yeah, we're, we're close to where I'm like, okay, I, I think I kind of believe. Like somebody like UConn that I had 26 preseason, I'm like, yep, they, they are top three. I believe it. I've seen it. Uh, I, I want to try to marry some eye tests with a team versus uh, w- with numbers at this point if I'm going to really alter my view on a team. Uh, so I'll look at what some of the sites are Ken Palm, Bart Torvik, those sites have. Try to catch a little bit of each team if I'm going to, like I said, drastically change where I view them. Uh, but I also want to look for outliers statistically, um, like Auburn, still nobody's making any threes against them. I've been a little lower on them, despite that they've probably played better than I would have preseason expected. I think their you know, potential for statistical aggression, re- regression shooting-wise has me still settling back towards where I had in preseason. So we're getting close to where I buy the sample, but I always try to dig in get a little more detail before I actually make any sweeping changes. Uh, Jim, we opened uh, with UCLA and what they did last night. How about them backing it up? Uh, th- this is easy. Back-to-back uh, at Maryland, and now you get Kentucky. Yeah, this this is a big one because I guess UCLA did get a huge win on the road last night, so maybe they're not as seeking a, a big win, but Kentucky kind of needs one. They haven't gotten their, their marquee mm-hmm. opportunities they lost to Michigan State in Champions Classic. They lost on that semi-road game to, Kentucky, or to, to Gonzaga. Barely squeaked by Michigan in London, but we're, we're still kind of TBD on how big a, a Michigan win is going to be. So Kentucky's close to that, that point of really needing a big one. Um, in New York City, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of Big Blue Nation fans showing out there. UCLA might not travel quite as well. Uh, but curious to see how Oscar Shibway looked uh, or looks Calipari's kind of made the point that he's, he's still closer to 80% coming off that preseason minor knee operation he had. He's still been hyperproductive. You can't really fault him there. But if he adds like a little bit more burst that, that he had last season with his finishing in the paint, I think that really is going to help Kentucky. But boy, UCLA is riding high after that performance. They looked fantastic. It seems like the veterans, Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, are really clicking with the freshmen, Adam Bana and Amari Bailey. That team looks ready for a, a big scrap in New York City, and I've got to lean towards UCLA, not just because of recency bias, but because we've now seen them with an A-plus effort, and I haven't seen Kentucky play that full 40 minutes of, of excellent basketball yet. Jim, who's a team we haven't mentioned yet that you like? We always have these teams that we're talking, we're thinking through the season. Maybe a team we haven't talked about yet, or maybe just was mentioned briefly here so far in our conversation that you think there's something to, whether it's a coach, a player, early season performance that maybe kind of under the radar, but you could see, you know, being a team we do talk about two or three months from now. This is probably a, a stubborn preseason priors angle for me, uh, but it's Baylor. I, I, I still think that team is outstanding. They, they still might have the best guards in the country. They didn't have Adam Flagler or LJ Cryer in their most recent game against Tarleton State. I think they still need to get healthy, uh, but they are going to, they're in the midst of 12 days off right now. So I think they're probably going to get out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people. But when they get back and, and get into Big 12 play, if they can really get those guards going, uh, they've kind of had the same like blending veterans with a key freshman in Keontae George. So they weren't 
totally a finished product yet. But I think once they get those guards on the floor and hopefully in this this 12-day layoff, they're starting to solve things defensively because they haven't been sharp on that end. Uh, Baylor's definitely a team that I think has as high a ceiling as anybody in the country right now as long as they get things figured out. Uh, what about Indiana, Kansas? Uh, we, we didn't hit that one. <laughs> Talk about getting lost in the shuffle. I mean, and we got the NFL. Like, people want to watch that too. Uh, go to a bar or make sure you have a three TV setup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a, like a, a monster blue blood matchup here. Uh, Indiana obviously just lost that big neutral site game out in Vegas against Arizona last weekend. Arizona's got that dominant front line that could limit Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson inside. Kansas is is solid on the interior, but they're not quite as big or intimidating. K.J. Adams, uh, his coach, compared him to uh, Draymond Green recently. Again, he's, he's kind of undersized. I don't know if he's going to be able to guard Trace Jackson Davis the same way that Arizona's bigs did. But the key factor in this handicap for me, no question, is the status of Jalen hood Shafino, a freshman, big, burly guard, playmaker in the backcourt for Indiana. When they have not had him, they've been a lot worse. Uh, puts a lot more playmaking pressure on Xavier Johnson uh, and, and some of the other guards there that aren't accustomed to that big of a role. And last year when, when uh, they kind of only had one playmaker, that's when they were dicey in, in, in a 12 seed that barely snuck into the tournament. So if Huchifino's in, I might be back in Indiana. But if he's out, that's enough of a swing where I think I could take uh, Kansas laying the points there in Fog Allen against a team that's lacking a, a, a bit of a, a perimeter playmaking juice without Hood Shafino. Great stuff, Jim. We always appreciate you hopping on. I'm sure we'll catch up soon again as this college basketball season rolls on. That was Jim Root of the three-man weave on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. A lot more to do on this show, including... A really big Thursday night football matchup. Is Brock Purdy playing tonight? Who's playing quarterback for the Niners? NFC West up for 